Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the Forward Mentor Program, an entirely virtual 10-week program, is now open for signups for the upcoming winter session. Get paired with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and spiritual goals. As you continue to discover and adjust to the new normal of work life, it's important for you to have clarity and direction on where you want to go. Any forward mentor is perfect for helping you find that. To sign up, just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. The deadline to sign up is Friday, January 7th. Don't miss your chance to be part of our winter session. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. On this last episode of 2021, and I am in complete denial that we are here, by the way, we wanted to say goodbye to this year and all of the incredible discussions that we've had on this podcast in a way that would really help set our listeners on the right foot as they head into 2022. So what are we ending on? Well, even Though we're, you know, in the throes of Christmas right now, I am sure that there are some of you who have already started planning your goals for the new year, or at least maybe started to think about planning. And I would probably fall into that category with you. And, you know, we're just curious, is generosity on your radar for 2022? And I know you might be thinking, good grief, I barely scraped through 2021. And now you're wanting me to think about giving next year. Uh, well, yeah, if you're a Christian who wants to grow in their faith, being generous is something that goes hand in hand with increasing your faith. At generosity and giving, however, they don't have to be complicated or difficult to prioritize. Joining me today is Kim King, author of the book, When Women Give, The Adventure of a Generous Life. Kim is a former attorney and executive in the law department of ExxonMobil Corporation, And in 2015, Kim decided to retire early to complete her book, When Women Give, and wanted to encourage and advise women on living generously. Kim enjoys writing and speaking on women and financial matters. She also writes for Women Doing Well, InterVarsity's The Well, and her own author website, authorkimking.com. Kim enjoys talking about using your assets well and in a way that glorifies God and his plan for our lives. So I am looking forward to what she has for us today. So Kim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jordan. So this month uh, on the blog on here, obviously, we are talking about redefining goal setting. And I would say that after the past 20 months, (laughs) planning for the future and setting goals, probably just, you know, it's got a different tone. So do you think generosity is something that will be more present on plans for 2022? Or do you think generosity is something that seems expendable, maybe? You know, as I think about 2022, I'll, I'll be doing some of the same planning, but my overarching goal is to um, consider how God wants me to live my life and how I'm made in the image of God. Hmm. Uh, and that includes giving. Uh, he's a generous God. He, he wired us to enjoy being generous. Uh, and he also uses that to test our faith. So in terms of the last couple of years, it has been a bit more scary, 
uh, than before. Uh, and it will remain so, I'm afraid, in the future. And how it will impact others, I think it can go two ways. COVID, uh, inflation, insecurity and fear that come from these things, uh, they certainly can create fear. And obviously there are some people who really are just getting by if a, or may not be getting by at all. So that's to be expected because our number one fear when it comes to money is not having enough. Right. And fear is a really strong emotion and it can cause us to put our giving on hold. Hmm. But these situations are the ones that God can use uh, not only to help others, but also to help us grow in our faith uh, and in our relationship with him. On the other hand, many families have had more time together and have really reassessed uh, what's important to them, what their values are. Mm. Uh, as they've spent more time with those they love. Uh, I, I think it's uh, what I hear is that relationships have become more important now than ever. Um, and so we're reassessing our real priorities. Uh, and we're also seeing how we have been in, entrapped by consumerism and workaholism. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so it puts those things in a fresh light for us. And, and in that rearranging of, of our values and all generosity, I hope will rise to the top. Hmm. Well, and you know, I, I have a feeling most people probably desire to grow in their giving. I mean, I know my husband and I were actually just talking about this recently where, you know, we said, man, you know, in a couple of years when, you know, we're paying off some things and, you know, all that we would just love to do, you know, this, this, and this, and you know, it, it's, it's just, it's part of a plan. You know, you have to plan. Um, and I guess what I'm learning is, you know, having a plan for giving is also pretty important, but I guess like, would you be able to speak to, you know, why is having a plan for giving important? Well, I think the, the principal advantage is it helps you be intentional. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and uh, I used to be a spontaneous giver, but for the tithe I gave to church, uh, and along the journey, I looked back over my tax returns back to when I started working. And what I found was, although I thought I was generous, given what I was receiving from God, I wasn't very generous at all. Mm. And so making a plan helps you be specific and helps you um, stay on track. It also can help you distribute your giving throughout the year, which is helpful. And also, you know, to stay on track to your goals. Um, and not reach this time of year and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, we need to give more. Now, who are we going to give to? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. not the best environment to make, make those plans or hear God speak to you. Well, and living generously is something that you feel so strongly about that you've written a book about it. Uh, and so I'd love to know what was your sign that you needed to write when women give? <laughs> Well, I had gone to an event and it was like the, a light bulb had come off that generosity was, we all seek our purpose, you know, uh, and, and living generously is part of our purpose. Yeah. Uh, and so I came back then saying, okay, I get it, but now I need help on how to do this. And mm -hmm. you know, no one wants to just give money away. You want to do it wisely. Uh, and so I started looking for books and there were a lot of books by Christian authors uh, on why uh, we should be generous. 
at this time. I mean, I'm talking about the time uh, right before I wrote the book. And um, there are none written by women, mm-hmm. for women. But what's really struck me is there were no books on how to do this wisely hmm. or how to get started. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I made the mistake of praying for for help with this. Uh, and it's in that conversation. I felt like God was saying, okay, you write it. Right. <laughs> and so I then started doing research. There were books on the secular side mm-hmm. uh, of the subject uh, and interviewing people. And, uh, and then, you know, my own experiences in the book as well. And that's how it came to be. <laughs> well, and I, you know, what is the most surprising thing that has happened as a result of writing the book? Well, if the truth be known, I think the first thing is that I actually got a contract to publish it. Okay. That oh, was wow. the most surprising thing. Um, and um, I mean, most people don't really find a book on how to give your money away very attractive. You know? Right. It's not, a, not usually a felt need, if you yeah. know what I mean. But the other thing is that uh, it really helped me think about how to live generously broadly and what that would look like for me. And, um, and, and so that was a very, you know, sort of ingrained in me, the things that I've written in the book as being uh, ways to do it wisely. Mm. What's your favorite reader story? Like, has anyone come to you after they've read the book and just been like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) And it's just been something that's kind of just, you know, warmed your heart a little to hear. Yeah. Yes. There have been occasions like that. And I really, I value those just, just as a little bit of encouragement and affirmation. Most of the time that happens after I'm somewhere speaking and speaking Mm -hmm. is most of them. It's um, to women's groups and women's organizations and and functions like that. Um, And people will have read the book and, and it was very helpful. And what really touches me is when someone who is not a Christian has mm-hmm. read the book. Yeah, I happened to have lunch with uh, someone like that here in Houston re- recently. And she, she wanted to meet because she had some questions. She opened up the book and she had it all written up and underlined. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, for a, a good number of our readers, they are in some sort of a leadership position, you know, for their team at work. And, you know, I think generosity, I mean, obviously it's going to stem from your job because that's probably what's going to fund your generosity. So mm-hmm. I think it, it would be interesting to hear from you how someone in a leadership position could actually just start modeling generosity for their team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I will say as a lawyer about training, it may, it will vary on um, between whether your place of work is uh, privately owned or whether it's publicly traded. Mm. Uh, Publicly traded, there are um, all kinds of limits on what one can do or require employees. If if you're working, if you have your own business or you're working Mm -hmm. for a private business, there's uh, probably greater flexibility to uh, share with the employees that one of our core values will be generosity. Um, there probably will not be much pushback unless you start designating organizations or the amount to be given. I think the best way, though, is to live it out by example. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found in the work environment, there are always people who have needs that you can help uh, uh, anonymously or privately, but nevertheless, uh, it gets out and, and is an encouragement. Um, and talk about your own joy in giving uh, or talk about your own uh, trip to the ministry to see what they're doing and what your impressions were. You know, Do this at lunch, do it around the coffee pot. Uh, things like that, uh, and if people see your joy, they will want to know what this is all about. So, you know, if, if from a leadership perspective, you you're able to, you know, legally, like you said, mm-hmm. model generosity. Um, do you think it's something? You know, should generosity be included in company culture? Like, is there a a potential benefit, let's say, to that? And then what would that look like? Like, what is what is workplace generosity? Yes, I, I think most people, I mean, most places um, you can do that. Even those that are publicly traded. I worked for a company and their focus was on uh, giving to United Way. And mm-hmm. also gave to United Way. Um, but yeah, when, when a company uh, has an opportunity to look at its values, generosity is an important value Uh, and it's not just the giving of money to those who are less fortunate uh, but it is a mindset and and the one thing that generosity does in all respects is it helps one keep from becoming self-centered and selfish Mm. and that kind of um, unspoken attitude at work carries over into Teamwork, um, it carries over into uh, making your own sacrifice for the good of a, a, a particular goal of the company, things like that. So uh, the generosity attitude will spill over um, into uh, this. I think the other thing that can happen is you will have employees one way or the other. Employees who really like the goals and the values of the organization and are wholeheartedly behind them uh, as opposed to someone who's working and just working for money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not saying the latter is wrong. Okay. Because people have families to support, et cetera. Um, You know, school loans to pay off all that. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you find people that are very attracted um, to your values and that being one of them, then you're going to have people that are uh, potentially more all in behind the object- objectives of the company. Yeah. You know how with, with individuals, or at least maybe this is just me, <laughs> but you know, I, I always kind of gauge genuineness when it comes to generosity. Um, okay. You know, because because like you said, I mean, there are companies that you you just know it's going to be Christmas time. They're going to be pushing, you know, giving, like you said, to United Way or Salvation Army or, you know, there there's like these set gives that, you know, are going to come. Um, but you almost kind of wonder, like, are, are they just kind of like, you know, putting a little check mark by that, you know, is mm-hmm. so I guess, you know, the the gauge of genuineness with generosity, is that something that companies should also be mindful of. Yes. My own view is if it's forced upon employees, then it leads to resentment. Right. Um, I've, I've seen that happen in 
you, you don't want that kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the best thing is to really expose people to the needs. Yeah. Uh, and this is a little bit of a challenge because I do believe people tend to want to give to things that address uh, what they're passionate about and mm-hmm. to some extent consistent with what they believe their God-given purpose is here. Uh, so, you know, for instance, I have been very grateful for education. So that is a, a subject that I like to give to. And mm-hmm. so um, others uh, may see a homeless shelter and want to give to that. Um, there are all kinds of reasons uh, and experiences that help people um, learn to be more generous and tapping into what someone's passion is and someone's, you know, purpose, you just feel it, uh, is um, something that they're probably going to be more likely to give to. Yeah. Well, I mean, and with with Forward, I mean, Forward is a nonprofit, so we do mm-hmm. rely on the generosity of givers and I mean, that's something that we have noticed with our donors is a lot of the times either they themselves or someone that they are very close to have benefited from what we offer. And, you know, and it's just, and it's something that it's just, it's very validating. It's very sweet, (laughs) which is not the right word, but I mean, we love that. We love to hear that what we are passionate about is impacting others. And, you know, and and I think going back to what you said, if you're able to, show the needs, um, you know, and really help others understand, you know, why it's important to support Mm -hmm. that organization, that company, that cause, um, then I think you don't have to worry about being genuine. (laughs) That that is your gen, that is your genuineness. Well, that's true. And, you know, another thing I would add is, um, and this came, you know, uh, a while later is, is really realizing why does God want us to give? Yeah. What, I mean, he, he's in control. Why doesn't he cut out the middleman and just, yeah. you know, get the money to whoever needs it? Uh, and um, that's when I realized it's, it's really about us mm-hmm. and our relationship with him and not so much the needs of those who have them. Yeah. Uh, and, and not that God's not involved in their lives. He is and in, in providing for them. But he uses us to provide for them. And it's all about relationships. It all comes back to his desire to be with us and, and his desire that we are with him and what he is doing in the world. And yes, it does increase our faith, especially if we stretch or take a step out from what we're comfortable with. Um, he shows up and we see what he's doing in our lives. Uh, there are wonderful stories about that as well. Yeah. But um, it's, it's hard to give money. So I yeah. do understand the reluctance. Yeah. Well, and that, and that leads me to my next uh, thing I wanted to talk to you about was, I mean, 2020, 2021, <laughs> they've been very difficult years. So how can someone still prioritize being generous, even if their resources are tight? And is generosity that doesn't include money just as impactful? Uh, um, it's... Personally, I, I think there's always a way to give some money, however small. Yeah. Okay? I mean, when I was in law school, I had a load of debt. 
generosity was not at the forefront of my uh, image of, of following Jesus. And so I, I gave $50 a year <laughs> to a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but, but, you know, I, just, I, I was glad I did that, but that was what I felt, you know, I could do. Right. Um, I think it, it does, it is a step of faith to give. Uh, and I do, you know, believe that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason it's important to give money and the other things are important too, but give money is that we look to money for security. Right. Uh, and we, and we grow dependent on having enough money uh, to be, feel safe in this world. And, you know, giving time and talent is often easier in that respect because there's not a lot of fear tied up in giving our time or using our talents. Mm. Uh, I have a friend at church named Mark. He said this. He said, I don't really want to be rich. I just want to have want to have enough that I don't have to depend on God. Man. Yeah. It, it, every time I think of that statement and, and share that with others, they're all like, ouch. Yeah, but but that's kind of what can be work working below uh, the surface when yeah. we say I can't give money, but I'll give time and talent. Mm. Uh, again, I think it's important to give whatever God has blessed with you and have an attitude that it's not mine; it all right. belongs to Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real easy uh, to say I'll give next year, or I'll give when. Um, Bob is out of college or I'll give when, um, you know, I'm, you know, I get money from this or that. And that's really basically saying, I don't trust God to take care of me. Hmm. Well, and I think it's important to, to remember too, like God doesn't, he doesn't have a bare minimum that you have to meet in order for him to consider you generous. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, right. it's like you matter. said, you gave $50 a year to a children's mm-hmm. hospital and that was exactly what he wanted you to give. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's the, the thing about generosity too, is it really is a journey on which you grow. Right. Uh, there should be no guilt. Uh, if you feel guilt, that is not from God. Right. Uh, it is a way to grow in your faith and your relationship and in your generosity. You don't just like go from zero to 50% uh, overnight. Uh, right. But having as part of your goal that you want to give more than last year um, is, um, is, is a worthy goal. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up and you are the last one to have this question this year and it's a little bittersweet, uh, but I have asked pretty much everybody that's been on this year, this question, um, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. So if you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would it be? Well, I remember something Jeanette Cliff George said, and she, and it always sticks with me when I think about what I, what are my priorities and values, uh, what my focus is on. And she said this, a disappointing life for a Christian is not seeking to climb the corporate ladder or have financial resources or success. A tragic life is when you succeed in climbing that ladder and you discover later in life, you've been on the wrong ladder. Ooh. Uh, because there will come a point where it, you realize it is not, does not provide you the satisfaction and fulfillment 
that uh, we're offered when we follow we follow Christ and live out his purposes uh, and plan for us fully. Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Kim. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.